0: You're listening to the In Focus Church podcast. We believe God is going to meet you right where you are today as you listen and dig into his word.
1: Well, hey, everybody. It's a little bit different uh, position for me here in the middle of y'all. But we are super excited about our Testimony Sunday Campus Edition uh, with our Every Nation Campus. If you hear the uh, ENC, that's what it stands for, Every Nation Campus. And uh, we have our students that are giving testimonies today. So our first testimony today is from Haley Bouch.
2: Hey, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
1: Rhymes with... Couch. Couch. Yes. And, ouch. Yeah, so, and so not you,
2: slouch. Not right now.
1: So if you <laughs> see that, that's bouch. And uh, Carla and I, this is my wife, Carla. For those of you who don't know, I'm Grant. I'm the pastor here. For those of you who may be first time guests or watching online. But um, uh, we've known Haley's parents for quite some time. And uh, interestingly enough, her dad was a campus minister. That's where he got his start at Florida State University. And there is a lot of amazing fruit that came out of that. So, uh, Haley, why don't you share a little bit about your testimony? Because we were so excited when we found out that you, first of all, had grown up and we had gone (laughs) by like that. And that you were coming to college in Augusta.
2: Yes. Um, It's been an amazing journey because now I'm a senior in college. So, to go from being a new freshman and then I blinked and now all of a sudden I'm about to graduate and it feels crazy. But um, a little bit about me. I've known God for all of my teenage years and now it's my early 20s I realized my need for a savior and repented and asked God to come into my life when I was 12 years old and I thank him for that every single day um, however receiving the gifts of salvation was only the beginning of the work that God has done in my life and so I moved to Augusta from New Jersey very long way um, for college three years ago now and I Pretty early on, I realized it was going to be a much more difficult transition than I had imagined. I had become so comfortable with um, my home and my family and my school. Um, And I was also in a long-distance relationship at the time. And so it did not take long for me to feel lonely and lost trying to navigate friendships here, as well as this long-distance relationship that I was in that wasn't very God-honoring. Um, and I had a mentor tell me early on that I need to break up with him, which I knew was true, but <laughs> not something you want to hear. And I knew it was going to be very painful to do because so much of my identity had become tied up in him, um, as well as my security as well. So when I did finally end things, I entered into a very uh, depressive season in my life, which was not Um, which was very unlike me, Uh, I felt more alone than ever, and I really had no clue where to turn with my feelings of uh, worthlessness and insecurity, and I wanted to run back home. I wanted to go back to New Jersey, never come back here again, um, because that was what was familiar and comfortable to me, Um, but luckily God had a different plan for my life, and so in the midst of my daily questioning of why God had called me to Augusta just for me to be less than thriving, um, there was a whisper in my heart that he had not left me alone. Um, and he had called me to Augusta, but the why had seemed so unclear until in that darkest season of my life, I entered into the presence of God and he met me there and he told me that he had never intended for me to do that alone, to go through this alone, um, and that my heart needed healing and my soul needed to be refreshed so that I could begin to find my security and find my purpose um, and identity in God once again. Um, and so, to be completely honest, during the healing process, uh, I was fearful that I would never be secure, never be um, joyful and content again. and But God, uh, in his patience with me, reminded me of the promise he made to me through his word. Um, and a passage in Psalm 112 was a passage that I repeated to myself almost daily, saying that I will have no fear of bad news. My heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. My heart is secure. I will have no fear. And the Miracle that I never thought would happen did, and I began to find joy in my life here in Augusta because I was finding my joy daily in God. And so, as my relationship with God thrived, so did all other aspects of my life. Um, I chose to be all in here at In Focus. I started serving on Kid Focus and attending all the different things the church has to offer. And similarly, with ENC, I began to pursue um, relationships within people with ENC more intentionally. And God also answered some prayers of involvement at the university I'm at in ways that I could have never chosen for myself. Um, And let me just tell you, y'all, when you trust God with the entirety of your life, he will never fail to show you that he is the absolute best storyteller there is. Um, uh, Philippians 1.6 says that... uh, um, Uh, by God, Uh, let's see, I'm certain that God who uh, began the good work within you will carry his work until it is finally finished through Christ Jesus and uh, when Christ Jesus returns. And that is just so true because through Jesus' death and resurrection and then the relationship we can now have with God, um, I can be certain that God will continue to work in and through me um, in every season of my life. And I just praise God for that, so...
3: That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Just sitting over here with tears running down my face for me, having watched you grow up and you're from a big family, you know, and so being around people is not new to you and having a crowd around you. But as you explain, you can still be lonely in a crowd. So how did e- how'd you get connected to ENC? Obviously, your journey might be a little different because you might have known what to do and that it might be, quote, required of you. But explain how ENC has been important to you and your connection there.
2: Yeah, so like Pastor Brent mentioned, my parents were campus ministers at Florida State University for 10 years, and so when I wasn't at church, I was at home, surrounded by the college students that they would disciple or that would be babysitting me, and it's Crazy to think that that's me now. Um, yeah. But I knew about In Focus and ENC Augusta before even committing to come to Augusta University. Um, and the first time I was ever in Augusta, I met with Allie, who's the campus missionary at the time here. And she told me all about ENC. And I, so I've been connected from the very beginning. And I started on leadership in my second semester here. And so to have that constant community has been such a blessing. Even though it's been a bumpy road, um, it's always been there for me. Um, so, yes, I'm very thankful for that.
3: That's awesome.
1: Go ahead. Well, I just want to curious, uh, kind of one of the last things I want to ask is about um, how you've seen it. Yeah, you've been a part of ENC for four years. So say from the first year when you're here to where we are now, can you kind of explain what you see God doing?
2: Oh my gosh, he's done so much. I feel like I entered ENC in the craziest time because it has changed every single semester, um, and I've really seen God grow from the beginning. Being my first semester here, um, just new to ENC, kind of figuring out what it was, trying to make friends, and then second semester being in leadership. But then COVID hit, mm. and so then we switched from being um, on the college campus to being here, and that was a great time where there was kind of a. Uh, Weeding out, in a sense, uh, refining of the leadership as well as just the people who beca- who are a part of ENC. And that's when I really started to become close with a lot of the other uh, people at ENC. And then being able to return to campus refreshed, having spent this time um, at the church, becoming closer to the church body and kind of, uh, again, refining what ENC was. And then just last semester, there being a change in leadership um, and watching how that has grown and stepping up now being the president of ENC on the side of the school. Um, I just continue to see God call leadership out of me. and in each semester of my life, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, Even this is something that's outside of my comfort zone, but I'm so blessed to be able to do. And just watching as disciples are being made and people are, um, and how ENC has affected students on the college campus from friends I have, um, watching them start to come to In Focus uh, and then ENC and come to know God has been incredible.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Haley. Um, Thank you. You know, thinking about your mom and dad, Gabe and Jen, um, I know if we were, you know, sending your kids off to college, particularly say from New Jersey all the way down to Georgia, it's got to be, you know, just anxiety and and then just to think. And I even told Gabe when I found out that you were coming, I was like, we're so excited to have Haley here. We are so excited and I know God's going to use her. And to think that the four years are already gone, that's just crazy to me. I literally. I saw on your kind of notes that you were planning to stay here, so that was actually amazing. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. Yeah, yeah, for at least a little you while. You She's going to be here a little bit longer even though she's graduating, so we're super excited about that. But uh, can we give Haley just a round of applause for her testimony? Thank you. Proudly. And we're going to uh, turn our attention to the screen to hear a testimony of another one of our ENC students.
4: I first met Jesus. I first surrendered my life to Jesus um, when I was around nine years old. i had grown up in the church, grown up learning about Jesus, learning about the gospel in my household, in the church. Um, But I really surrendered my life when I was nine years old. Um, That was the first time I really fully understood the gospel, what it meant to be a Christian, what Jesus had done for me and my job to respond to the gospel and what that meant. I think it was also the first time that I tangibly felt the Holy Spirit in a really real way. I just remember feeling this overwhelming sense that God wanted me to surrender to Him. I felt chills everywhere. I felt super emotional. um, And I just knew, like I understood that I needed to give my life to the Lord in that moment. So I prayed with a couple of the leaders that were there with me um, at Kids Church and they walked me through um, understanding that process a little more. Um, So I got saved at nine years old right then. So God has taught me through my involvement with ENC and the church is really just the importance of community, um, the importance of what it means to be connected because you can find yourself in communities in all different areas of your life, whether that's school, for me it was dance, other friendships, um, extracurricular activities, work. Um, But he really just showed me that like all those other communities will eventually fade away like your seasons of life are going to change you're going to grow through different activities different hobbies interests so really the one thing that does stay the same though is god's community and if you don't have that to lean on you're going to find yourself in in unstable communities that will just fade with time as you go through different seasons of your life so i've definitely just seen the importance of being involved and invested in ENC and in the church Um, and that's really just carried me through all different seasons of my life and been the one constant thing that I've had through all the different seasons. ENC to me is like a family. I think like it is a place that I can go on Tuesdays first of all that I know I'm going to be accepted and loved and not judged, um, that I can feel welcome there. I have people that support me um, and I also see it as just a place of growth that I have people in my life that can challenge me People in my life that are keeping me accountable, um, that I can stay on the right, I know I'm gonna stay on the right track because I know that no one's gonna let me fall off of it. They're gonna keep me accountable to what I say I'm gonna do and in my walk with the Lord. And yeah, like I said earlier, I just think community is the biggest thing. Like it's just my one place that I know I will have people for life, whether or not people move away or go to different places or have different paths. But I know that we're all connected through our common ground of just our love for Jesus um, and our love for God. Great job, Lena. Proud of
1: Lena. Yeah, we like Lena Helen.
3: Yeah, I like Lena. I'll keep her. Keep her. We are here with Grace. Who? Hey, Grace, how are you? (laughs) Good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited for you to get to share your story this morning because I know when I heard it the first time, so I have my tissue. You know, I'm so proud of all of you young people. It's a joy as a mom to watch young people grow in their love for Jesus. But one of the things we do here at InFocus is we develop our two-minute miracle, like our salvation testimony. And we would love for you to share that with the church this of morning. Of course.
5: So hi, everyone. My name is Grace O. I just started my third year at Augusta. Um so I am the proud younger daughter of my parents who are here today. Oh um, for real? Yeah. I need to meet them. <laughs> hey.
1: All the way from Boone, North Carolina? Yes. So Tamiris I am from Purse? North yes, yes, yes.
5: Um So my parents are South Korean immigrants, as well as first-generation Christians, and I grew up in an amazing, supportive uh, Christian household. And I prayed a prayer of salvation at a pretty young age, but my understanding of the gospel was pretty limited. I found it really easy to accept that I was a sinner because I'd been told my whole life that everyone is a sinner. Um, And so before I truly encountered Jesus, my life was marked with a lot of insecurity and shame and just a sense of isolation and this deep desire of approval from others. Um, Things really started to change for me my sophomore year of high school when my dad, who has always been really healthy, uh, suddenly suffered from two brain aneurysm ruptures and was rushed to a hospital out of town. And I ended up being home alone for 10 days during that time. Um, and I remember doctors said that 50% of the patients with his condition don't make it to the hospital alive, and the other 50% leave with some form of disability, and I'm happy to say my dad left the hospital without a single disability. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you would never be able to know that he was sick um, if, if we didn't share our story with you. But, you, you know, you would think that his miraculous recovery was really what got to me during that time. But more than that was seeing the way that my parents responded to the situation really, really um, stuck to me. Uh, my dad was so unafraid of death and so confident in his relationship with Jesus. And he even told our family after everything happened that even if he were to have passed away during that time, he was so confident knowing the one who would be taking care of our family after. And just watching my mom's faithfulness and her commitment to serve our family during that time, you know, for the first time in my life, I had no choice but to face the fact that what I claimed to have and know my whole life was different than what my parents had. And so the following year, I moved out of home early to attend a public uh, boarding school for high school, and I moved several hours away from home, but I was a lot closer to my sister who was in college at the time, and the Lord really started to pursue me through her. Uh, she would bring me out to her campus ministry events and initiate really difficult conversations with me, and it was in those conversations that for the first time in my my life, I truly experienced God's forgiveness and true repentance. And so since that moment, my life has certainly not been easy, and I've made a lot of mistakes and learned from them, but my life has been filled with security and true identity and purpose and freedom. Wow. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Awesome. If we got to hear uh, Grace's story when we did her membership interview, and I was like, okay. We're going to have her share this and then figured out how to do this with campus uh, testimony time. That's powerful. And I'm so glad your parents are here. Actually, the first thing that struck me was when she said that her family, first generation immigrants from South Korea, and they were in Boone, North Carolina. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but contextually, that's not working for me. I don't understand. <laughs> and then she explained that her parents worked for Samaritan's Purse, and that's why they were there. And I was like, oh, okay, now. uh, But we're so glad that that you ended up here. So now, how did you end up getting connected to ENC?
5: Yeah, so when I came into college, I knew that I wanted to get plugged into a church and community, but honestly, it was a lot harder than I expected, and I gave up pretty quickly. Um, So I was kind of church hopping, looking around, and towards the end of my freshman year, I was on campus one day, and Thomas handed me an ENC card. And so I followed ENC on, on Instagram, didn't really do anything about it for a few months. But then I saw I was here over the summer and ENC was like the only group doing anything over the summer. So I DM'd Olivia on Instagram. I came out to a summer ENC connect group and the rest is history.
1: That's awesome. I think that's important. Let me just say this. I think it's important, first of all, that you pray, which we do. We've been praying for students on the campus for decades now. Um, and then you, you go, like it's not that hard thomas handed you an invite card really and and now grace is here and a part of what god's doing here and she's not going to say it but grace is a a pretty intelligent young lady and it's just a little bit yeah (laughs) in a serious program here so even the time uh to commit to the church is is a big deal but so why don't you just share a little bit about that so you get connected to enc but like you said you're coming from a christian home I'm assuming church is important to your family, but you're having to figure that out, like you said. So how how have you seen God use ENC to connect you to the local church and to a spiritual family?
5: Yeah. So like I said, um, I kind of gave up on church searching like pretty early on, was just really discouraged. Um, and once I got plugged into ENC, I kind of realized that you know community isn't something that's just going to be handed to you on a silver platter it's something that you have to invest your time and energy in that's good. but it's not it's an investment that isn't made in vain it's one that you can have expectancy with and so um, I am a busy pre-med student and truthfully it is really hard to just be like okay I'm going to commit to coming out to events every week when I literally have so much studying to do Um, but I've just seen God grow my heart and and the Holy Spirit convict me to invest in these relationships because these aren't temporary superficial ones these are Ones that are eternal and um, ones built upon the gospel and that are going to shape the kingdom
1: wow that 's really good. so what was your first experience like just coming into in focus?
5: Um, it was really amazing. the moment I stepped in, I, I might be cliche, but I knew like this was going to be home. The first time I stepped like joined the ENC Summer Connect group, I remember just stepping in and i can 't really verbalize how much it meant to me to step into a room and see that i wasn 't the only minority um, and that there were other people. It wasn't just all one demographic. Um, I didn't realize how important that was to me until I had that and saw that. Um, And I remember my first connect group, just the discussions we were having. And for like the first time ever in like a college ministry group, people weren't just giving answers, like the right answers. Like people were genuinely sharing their struggles and life together. And I knew that there was something different about this ministry and that I wanted to be involved in it.
1: Wow. In folks' Church, you ought to love that answer.
3: So where do you see God taking you over the next few years, Grace?
5: So um, as Pastor Brent mentioned, I am in a combined program at Augusta. And so this is supposed to be my last year of undergrad. And then I will start medical school at MCG. So I'll be here for like another five years, four years.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, mom and dad, but we love to hear that. I'm like, that's awesome.
3: And we love you, Grace. And I'm so glad that your parents named you Grace as well. It's, you are that. When we got to sit down and speak with you, you carry peace with you. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate it so much. And I'm thrilled that God has you here for such a time as this.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Can we give Grace uh, just a round of applause? Yeah. We'll turn our attention. We got another video to show you this morning.
6: When I was 17, I was starting in senior year of high school, and this is during COVID, so I had to do school online. During this time, I really I really changed a lot the way I was because I was already kind of a quiet person. I was to myself, but just being home that whole year and not being around people, it really got to me. It caused me to have anxieties and like be, worried about a lot of things because I just, I didn't know a lot and I was about to enter college and I was just worried like, what am I, I'm gonna do? I didn't know what the point of my life was really. Later I graduated and as I'm about to start my first year of college, I went out to eat lunch with our campus minister and uh, my brother Thomas. Um And basically that day we ate and they told me about Jesus and what he did for me when he died on the cross it really showed me like what I'm supposed to be doing in life and who I am really you know it it changed my perspective on a lot of things and I wasn't just immediately different but later I began I started going to ENC and I got involved with a community of people that are my age that believed in God and that helped me along the way like figure out who I am and it helped me change a lot to I think who God wants me to be. I'm really glad that I heard that and that I feel like everyone needs to know this because there are a lot of people that went through the same thing as me that were alone, that were isolated during that time and like people that don't really know what to do in their life And I think that they need to know like who God is because that'll help them to know like who they are. And I think that really showed me who I was. The past year of my life, I couldn't have seen what he did for me. Like I couldn't have seen myself being the way I am right now. Like I never knew who I wanted to be. I didn't know like what I wanted to do, but like just as I've been growing and changing He's been revealing a lot to me. I definitely want to be more involved with my church and focus, and continue like helping students to like know who God is on campus. And I just, I really hope that whatever I do, I can continue to just use what He's given me, use my voice to, you know, share what was shared with me, and you know, change students' lives.
1: So I did this on purpose. Um, that Joe's video is up here, and his brother Thomas is now up here with us. This is Thomas Lawless. So, um, so my question, really, uh, just kind of lead in, and we can then we'll talk a little bit more about how you got here. But what's it like seeing your brother's video up there? You see what it's like. <laughs>
0: um, there's, there's just. Words can't even describe it. Um, I feel like you know, just over the last few weeks, I've been telling him uh, and a few other people, you know, getting to do what I do with my brother, um, I do not take it for granted mm-hmm. at all, because uh, it's very easy for you know you to have your relationship with God and God change your life, and sometimes it feels like it's just you. You know, your your mom doesn't know about God, your dad doesn't know about God. I'm not saying me, but I'm just saying in general. But the fact that I get to love God, and reach students with my little brother is something I do not take for granted at all. It's awesome. Yeah. it's a gift.
1: I'm sorry. My wife told me a minute ago every time I shake my head to not actually shake my head because it moves the couch and we feel like we're about to fall off this thing. Yeah, I, I feel it's moving a little bit. Don't
3: hinge from the head. But I'm like, hinge I was trying my
1: best. I was, like, I was shaking my head at you, and every time I feel, I was like, I can't do it. I'm like, either just going to have to sit here like stone still. Like so. I really like what you're saying, Thomas, but I can't move. Yeah. (laughs) um, uh, I was, and then we'll ask, but I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, now it's actually been a month ago now, and I was walking out, we were praying. So I had an assignment to do for my class, and part of it was just doing some evangelism. So I called Mark, and Mark, who's our campus missionary, and we'll hear from him in just a minute, Thomas. And Joe met me at Chris and Mary Fieldhouse. And we walked around and prayed for the students there. Then we got in our car, we drove down to Somerville, walked around there. Then we drove down to Payne College. And it was hot, and I wore pants that day for some stupid reason. And I'm they, so sorry as for opposed you.
3: to not wearing pants?
1: <laughs> well, exactly. Thomas,
3: can you minister? Shorts. <laughs> I,
1: instead of shorts. That would have been really distracting, but then um, they went over to the health science campus, and I said, "I'm too hot. I'm going home." But we were praying. But let me just say this: I was walking Somerville campus, and I fell behind the three of them a little bit. And I see Mark, who led Thomas, and then Thomas, who led his brother, and I'm walking around this campus, and they're praying for, and all three of them are just praying for other students. And I was just like, "This is what I've been praying for for decades." And uh, it was powerful. So why don't you just share a little bit about how you got here to to begin with so people know kind of this uh, generational thing that took place, really. Yeah, so um, the way that I got
0: here uh, to ENC and in focus, like you said, was through Mark, um, who is, you know, my best friend now, that I also um, love the fact that, you know, I get to do what I do with God with my brother, but also with my best friend. You know, something else that I don't take for granted. But... Uh, it was in the summer of, not summer, but fall of 2019, uh, that semester when I was at AU, that Mark and I had a class together. We had a basketball class together, and um, you know how it is when two guys are playing sports, uh, there's gonna be some trash talking. Um, I'm a nice guy though, so I wasn't doing as much trash talking as Mark was. I don't have, um, I don't
1: have any doubt about that yeah, at all.
0: I really wasn't phased by him or no, I'm just kidding, let me stop. Um, but we, we had a class together and, you know, from there, um, just the trash talking actually turned into real conversation. And at this time, you know, he's doing what God is calling him to do and being out on campus and ministering to students. And I happen to be one of those people. And it's again, one of those things that you don't expect, but my life has been changed drastically because of the relationship that Mark and I were able to um, build. And from there, just, I've been here ever since.
3: Powerful. Yeah, I love watching you, Thomas, like grow into. You're such a gentle young man, um, like a teddy bear, but you're like this giant in the spirit. And knowing of you before I knew you through Mark and Olivia, it's been amazing to watch. And then now Joe, who has crawled up into all of our hearts, you know, he's so precious. Um, but I'm really excited about what your future holds. Is that where we're going right sure. now? Sure. Okay. Um, will you share with us at the church what you feel like God's doing, you know, for your future and how it's kind of done a, a real turnabout?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I can speak on just some things that God's been doing in my life, even beginning in um, like late 2021, where I started seminary. Um, that was also something else that I didn't think I would do when I was younger or anything like that. Taking um, Hebrew. Taking Hebrew and <laughs> now Greek, which is... Honestly, Greek is a little bit harder than Hebrew. It's Greek I to me. <laughs> yeah. But um, just a lot of different things that I never thought I would be doing. Um, you know, we talk about campus ministry, and we talk about, you know, obviously Mark being our campus missionary now um, and answering the call, right? You know, being his best friend and being able to walk alongside him, you know, he's always been kind of nudging me, talking about, man, well, you know, when are you going to start taking campus ministry a little bit more seriously? You know, when are you going to, you know, answer that call? And I was just like, eh. I ain't really feeling it. Like, that's just not, I don't think that's for me. You know what I mean? It'll be okay, but it's just not for me. But it's just so crazy how you'll think one way, and yet God is thinking a completely different way for you. Mm -hmm. And it was literally this summer, you know, where we think about all the things that we're about to be doing as we, you know, go to paint college and just have more influence on campus. I really felt that God was like, we need to step up. And Thomas, (laughs) you need to step up. And I'm, okay, I'm like, okay, I will step up. Oh, you mean step up, step up. Like, okay, <laughs> and I guess I will, all right? So from there, um, you know, this these last few months just really realizing that call to take campus ministry more seriously, and it's it's been a joy. I've, in the past, I've already felt at home at Augusta University when I'm with students, but even now, um, I feel even more at home. Um, it's just, for me, you know, as we talked about, God has changed my life drastically. When I think about what my past looked like and also, you know, with my brother, we have, we have the same story, really. You know, we grew up in, you know, a house where, you know, our parents separated. Um, and like some other students have talked about, that left us with a lot of loneliness um, and just a lot of instability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at a young age, I didn't realize how much that would affect me, but now I see how much it has affected me. And... For me to go through all of that, you know, just the way I used to be, the way I used to talk, the way I used to act, the way I used to think, all the things I've done in the past and how I'm completely different now. If God did that for me, I know he can do that and more for so many other students. And so I can't be silent, you know what I mean, about what God's done for me. I'm not going to be silent. So I'm going to go to the campus. I'm going to testify of what God has done for me, and I'm going to be loud about it. I used to be a really quiet kid, believe it or not, I used to be so quiet, just kind of like Joe is a little bit sometimes. And I just feel like God's giving me a voice, and I want to use that voice because it's not just my voice, it's his voice. I'm going to speak about what he's done for me because I am sitting here right now because of him. There's nothing that I could have done to do this. I lived my life running away from God. I really didn't even want a relationship with God you know, a few years ago, but the way I look at it, it's like, I wanted no part of God, but God wanted every single part of me. Mm-hmm. And that right there, because of his faithfulness and his goodness, is why I'm sitting here right now. And so that's why you know answering this call is, is easy now. And I do see myself um, doing this definitely for this season now and for the years to come or however long God will have me do it. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's powerful. I'd, you know, for the sake of time, I'll uh, just mention that, that Thomas went to Grovetown High School, so he's from he's a local boy, and uh, he went played football there, ran track, went to AU, was gonna run track there, and that's where God intersected uh, his life with Mark, and then things went from being whatever major you were at that time, I'm not sure. Psych, well, let me start. Well,
0: I started off as a nursing major, then went to a psych major, so I, yeah, it yeah, was, okay. it was that's rough.
1: Right. Um, Anatomy is rough. <laughs> All right, so.
3: Anatomy is awesome. <laughs> My favorite class. It's college, awesome, but, awesome.
1: but okay. it's rough. <laughs> She's working on a different side of the brain than I worked on, so math and science stuff. So, um, but I think what's important is uh, you get reached on the campus, then you came in, your first thing you did here was you were a summer intern here. And because I remember Mark going, I got this guy, he's gonna be. I'm like, who is this Thomas guy? Like, we don't know him. Like, does he even go to church here? Yeah, you know, it's like, and like, trust trust me, you know, I, this, I, yes. And I'm glad I trusted Mark on this one. So, for anybody that thinks that we don't trust people that sell, tell us things or ask us things, younger people, whatever, we trusted Mark and Olivia on you. And, uh, and I thank God we did. And, and you went from intern to staff to going into seminary to taking languages and then answering the call to full-time campus missionary or ministry to be a missionary to the campus, which is phenomenal. And, uh, and so, I just, I, first of all, I applaud what God's done, but I want you to see that when we say reach a campus, reach a, you know, reach a student, reach a family, or reach a student, reach the world, um, we really are doing that. I remember when you started saying, I'm praying for my brother. And so, it was like Mark reached Thomas. Thomas said, let's pray for Joe. And then Joe gets reached on the campus, and, um, and then now you and Joe and Mark are out there praying for other students to reach them, and it's just phenomenal. This is why campus ministry matters. This is reach a student, reach the world, and this is why we're so invested in it. So, you have a future campus missionary here from InFocused ENC to the campuses. That's powerful, T. Lolly. We appreciate you. We're gonna have one more video to show, then we're gonna to talk to your friend. Uh, and also, I noticed that trash talking can be utilized by God to then reach into other conversations. Yeah. God can use anything and anybody. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that for most of y'all, but it worked for them. So we're gonna watch this one last video, and then we'll hear from Mark. Thank you, Thomas. We're going to go a little bit different route with Mark just for time's sake, and it's important. I want to be able to share, but this is Mark Maldonado. He is our full-time campus missionary out at Augusta University and um, answered the call to ministry multiple times. Um, We'll let him share a little bit about that. But um, as I'm watching that, in case you didn't notice, there was some of that filmed here. If you remember the last voice, Dr. Chris Johnson, who's been here and preached before, saw some people on there we recognize. But why don't you tell everybody um, we're talking about this campus conference It's coming up. It's the national conference. First time we've done it nationally in in a long time, um, years. We've done regional. But now every student from every campus ministry that we have all over the nation is going to gather January 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Orlando. Um, So super excited about that. But let's talk a little bit about the impact that the campus conference itself had on your life and what you're doing now.
7: Absolutely. So the campus conference, it's, it's, it's a really special conference for me um, just because of all the things that God did through it. So my first campus conference or the ENC conference, I went as a junior in high school, right, just newly saved. You know, I'm, I'm still figuring this Jesus thing out. And then, like, my dad looks at me, he goes, you're going to this conference. I'm like, yeah, no way. Well, I found myself there at the conference where, like, God met me exactly where I was at. He broke that ice. I got pushed into a dance circle. I was forced to dance. And, I mean, I guess I like dancing. I was kind of You good love at dancing. It. I love dancing. That's where I found out I was kind of
1: good at it or whatever. Um, but um, no, no, we just said you loved it. That was where we, st- end of sentence.
7: Yes, but um, that, that really broke the ice for all that God was going to do at that conference where I was so receptive to everything that I was hearing from the amazing speakers there. Uh, but every ENC conference, there is a moment for the call to ministry, right? It was specifically honing it down to campus ministry. And I remember going there, I'm like, huh, I have, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. This sounds pretty good. And I thank God. Are you telling me that to do this? I think so. So I, I went up to the altar call, and I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna do this." Well, I didn't do it. Um, the next year, um, so I, it took me three times before I said yes to God, um, only because I was really running away from the call that God had over my life. Like here, God had my calling over a silver platter, and I was just like, "Make it that thing. I want something different, you know. I want to be. I want to do something else, but." I mean, it took saying yes to Jesus, saying, yes, like, more of you and less of me. I want to do whatever you've called me to do, and I'm going to do it with excellence. And here I am, you know, doing what God's called me to do, and it's so rewarding, so much fun. Um, And it's really awesome to see, you know, the students that are sharing their story, just the impact that God's had on their life through this ministry. And, I mean, shout out to Olivia. I couldn't do this without her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just, she is like my ride or die, you know, um, she's really good at admin too. I'm not very good at admin. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally I can't do this without her, but I mean, I'm just super excited even just to be able to do ministry with her as well. But
1: yeah, um, I was supposed was ask. What was it? What's it like seeing all of this after, I mean, you just started doing this campus ministry full time yourself and to see what God's doing. Let's. Talk, just our last few minutes, let's just talk about what you feel like God's doing on the campus right now.
7: All right, so a lot of it looked like this. I'm sitting here in my seat. I'm going, okay, I'm about to cry. Um, Joe, like his, I, I've discipled Thomas, I've discipled Joe, and um, I have a relationship with a lot of the students that, you know, shared their testimony. I'm sitting here like, God, but God, you know, mm-hmm. like, God, thank you for using me. Like, all of this is for you. None of this had anything to, like, God, you just happened to use me because I was just willing. You know, but really, this is your show. You know, this is to testify of all that you're doing on the college campus, reaching the hearts of the lost. Mm. Right? That's where it all starts is reaching lost people. And we're just happening to be doing it on the college campus. Really, this can be done everywhere and anywhere. You know, it's what we're called to do, you know.
3: Well, I'm so were you done? I'm sorry,. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Um, I'm so incredibly proud of you and Olivia. after leading a mission trip with y'all to Memphis, with you all to Memphis this past April, I remember telling Brent, like, man, these students are in safe hands with Mark and Olivia. i I couldn't find anything wrong with our trip, like to even try to give you constructive things to work on. I'm just so proud of you all. And one of the things I see, about you, Mark, it's almost as if God has you under the radar, like if there, if the enemy had a radar where he was trying to locate you because of your humility of heart. I remember leaving a conference one time in Orlando, and I'm going to the parking deck to leave, and you're like witnessing to a, a stranger there as I left the building, and I think that's a beautiful picture of, of who you are, that you're relentless in your pursuit of God, and that has... Um, has an overflow into your relentless pursuit of students. And because of your humility and the favor that God has on you, we're seeing such incredible growth and fruit in the life of ENC. And I am so proud of you and Olivia. You're doing yeah. a great job.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I, that's powerful. That's great, Carla. I think that um, for Mark and Olivia, but then also just to see for us as a church and what God's done through this ministry on campus in such a short period of time, it feels like, like I said, we've been praying for decades for God to do something. And, and now it's nothing for 30, 40 students to show up on a Tuesday night um, for Bible study. And uh, and so, I want you to continue to pray for our campuses, even as we try to reach, uh, looking into trying to get into Payne College too. Uh, But both campuses, Augusta University, Health Science, Christenberry Fieldhouse, all of that. Um, And then uh, just praying for God to open up doors. And that it's not just Mark that's doing this. We are all, you just said it, this is all of us that are supposed to evangelize. So uh, can you tie in what we're about to sing um, at the end? And then Mark and I are just going to talk a little bit about this last part, and then we're going to be done
3: Yeah, one of the things, and and I'll just, I have something I'm actually just going to wait and share in the second service, but as we are about to sing in the end, after you all wrap it up, about just God lighting a fire inside of us and his faithfulness to to do that. It's a risky prayer, you know, to ask God to set you on fire. I mean, if you don't know, if you're going to sing that, just be ready, because it means there's refining coming, but out of that refining comes a beautiful place if we submit to the refining of humility that allows God to be on display. And this song that we will declare at the end of the service together, that's what I see in campus, that there's all these students who have drawn near to each other through the power of the Spirit, and because of them drawing near to each other and having empathy for people, God's doing a revival and renewal within our ENC group that I don't think it can be contained. And it's super exciting for me. So today's just a joy. It's yeah,
1: like not it even real. Yes, yeah, so different, but it's so powerful. Um, I'm going to have Mark pray for us in just a second, but this, pray for um, us. But then this offering that I would like to do right now, and this isn't, say, um, something that uh, we're just coming up with. We plan to do something. Uh, that's why the conference uh, we are trying to send every student that wants to go to this conference, and I'm talking about every campus ministry. How many campus ministries do we have right now? Do you know college campuses? There's you know, always a new one being come up with. Yeah, but I mean, we're... More uh, than one. Yeah, definitely. more than one. Well, they're all over, this, all over the nation, uh, but we're looking to have thousands of students down in Orlando. We have the whole hotel to ourselves, and e- anybody that's gonna be there at the Hilton is going to be a part of this conference. It was a huge part of Mark's testimony. Um, to calling him into campus ministry. So we want every student to be able to go, not just our students, but students all over the nation. So what we're going to do today, uh, I know we've already done, you know, our offering time, but I want our church, we always, Robert and Keith, talk about all the time, to be a generous church. We uh, pledged, as leadership, pledged to give to this. Every church in every nation pledged to give a little bit towards this so that we could defer some of the costs for our students. So our student could pay $99, and they're gonna be able to have cover their hotel and their registration for a three-night, I think, conference down in Orlando. It costs way more than $99 for them to go do this but every nation as a ministry is covering the difference and they're asking our churches to help out. So we're gonna have a little text to give. If you give here at all um, and say, I can't do any more, that's fine. Uh, but we wanna do our part as In Focus Church to help our students, but students all over the nation be able to go. So you could do like, that's it. You just text ENC, you gotta put the dollar and then 200,000. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be ENC dollar sign. 20, you know, whatever that's to it. If you give any other way, Secure Give, there's ENCs on the website. You can give straight to that. Or if you go old fashioned, you can write ENC in the little memo just so we'll know, Market ENC. Um, but we want to be able to s- send any student that wants to go. And then some of them, if we have extra money, we'll just pay the whole way because maybe they, they don't even have $99. Uh, but we want every student here that wants to go to go, and we want every student in the nation to be able to go. So, because we think it'll change their life. And we are believing for that. So, Mark, if you would pray for this offering, um, and then I may pray a little bit more, but if if you did it all, you covered it all, then I'm going to leave it, all right? So, if everybody, you just bow your heads with us, and let's just pray for this, but then also for the souls of these students that we want to reach here and throughout our nation.